0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature.
1: It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ian Hume. I played for North End between 2010 and 2014. And at the moment, I'm currently looking for a club. Still want to be a footballer.
0: Much appreciated.
1: No, it's not bad. Um, to be honest, I, I don't mind. When with clubs that I've come through, I've always had quite a good rapport with the club. Even when I've left, I've never left on bad terms. On bad terms, yeah. So, especially Preston, I had a up until a certain point, I had a very good yeah. relationship with the club we'll, on a whole. So. We'll come on to that, I think. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, we'll just start with your like career in football. Um, just, I think. Did you move over here when you were? 16? Yeah, just gone twenty years
1: ago, I moved over, so I was I was still fifteen when I moved over. Yeah. Um, straight into schoolboy terms with with trammy rovers. So was that
0: always something that you wanted to do growing up? Hundred or... percent. Yeah.
1: From when I was about three years old, my dad tried to get me to play football.
0: Yeah. And I hated then. it. If... Oh really?
1: He said I sat down picking daisies and then said I wanted to play f- baseball because obviously being in Canada. Baseball at the the young age was was obviously a, a big sport to play yeah, in. Yeah. He He of said no, sat me out for the year, let me be a kid, and then enrolled me again the next year, four okay. years old, and that was it. That was I, haven't, I haven't looked back.
0: that's mental. Um, so I presume there's not really a lot, or there wasn't at the time for someone that wanted to be a footballer in Canada. I don't suppose you had a lot of options at the time, did you?
1: No, it was was literally university. Um, We had the A-League at the time, which was like Montreal Impact, Vancouver Whitecaps, uh, Toronto Lynx. So this is all before the the MLS was even thought about coming to Canada. Um, And to be honest, I was 13, 14-year-old and I was training with guys from each of these like in a national setup, in a national training centre setup. Yeah. So I was training with these guys and it was one of those things is I was playing with them at that age and i I just always had my head that I wanted to come to Europe. Um, right, yeah. Growing up in a a British environment, my my parents are from Scotland, I was born in Scotland. Right. Football was a it's it's it was always in our culture as well. Yeah. Um and obviously so Born and raised Hearts fan. Right. Family's all from Edinburgh. Um, from about eight or nine years old, I was a, I've was. been a Liverpool fan. Right. Um, and just wanted to get over here. Yeah. Uh, came over twice, came over at 13 um, on trial with St. Mirren. Yeah. Trained with the first team, trained with the youth team. Yeah. At 13-year-old, which was... Pretty good. Which was insane. Like i thinking about it, my daughter's 15 now. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine her doing anything like that with adults and I'm playing a physical game with, with men. Yeah, and did very well. Uh played some games, scored goals, trained with the first team, didn't look out of place, didn't feel out of place.
0: Yeah. All felt sort of natural to you.
1: Yeah, and got promised the world. Um I will sign you right away, sign you on a couple year schoolboy, one year YTS, one yeah, year yeah. pro and I was buzzing. Um came back they even sent a scout out to Canada to watch me play and watch me a couple of games and big bag of gear and yeah. I was just buzzing because yeah. it was, wasn't was about money it was just that was straight into dream. a professional environment Yeah. Um, and then they just disappeared I think the manager at the time Tony Fitzpatrick got the sack or he walked or something like that and the scouts and the youth coach and all that just stopped answering phone calls And this was before internet blew up, so it was literally the 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 dial-up modems. Dial-up modems were were one of those things, and that's showing my age yeah. Um, So it was just back to the drawing board, and when I was 14, uh, I got offered a... Because I played basketball, played uh, football in school. Um, I actually got scouted in a basketball tournament by a scout who'd already seen me in a football tournament. Jesus. And I got offered a full ride scholarship for when I finished high school um at Notre dame oh, which yeah. is, um, american football everyone, yeah. it's one of the biggest universities in the u s and they sent through <coughs> letterheads and everything to my my parents and said if he finishes high school, we'd love to bring him on and but it was just I've still got the forums at home um just it's just one of those there. i just didn't I didn't want to do it because yeah. if I did decide to go that path, that's four years university yeah by the time i'm finished there i'm 22 yeah likelihood of me getting a professional club at that time um this is because obviously the mls wasn't in canada yet um it was slim yeah very slim and he'd have to be exceptional yeah um so i just went back down the the going on trials path and a coach from canada had connections in scotland as well um sent me to hearts says listen Spoke to them, said, listen, this kid's something special from over here. Yeah. He's Scottish-born. He's got his passport. It's not a worry. So it sends me over. I was supposed to actually do, well, I think it was a week with them, a week with York, and a week with Hartlepool. I ended up binning Hartlepool in York and stayed with Hearts for three weeks. Um, played two youth team games. I think I had four or five goals.
2: Yeah
1: trained with the first team like these are my at the time my heroes Yeah, yeah. everyone I like I had jerseys them, at home man. and like I get sent over calendars every year for Christmas yeah. and all that and these are guys that I just idolised and, and then,
0: before you know it, you were
1: sat down with Jim Jeffries yeah. well Jim Jeffries was the manager he sat me down the youth team coach at the time guy named John McGlynn he like these are the sort of things I always remember sat me down in the restaurant underneath Tynecastle main stand Jim Jeffries comes in sits down with John McGlynn myself my mum and Jim Jeffries just goes off like listen I've watched you twice now you've trained with us very very impressed you're only 14 said um, we want to sign you we'll report St. Mern to the SFA for what
2: for, they did for what they did to yeah.
1: me, Um and we'll get you on the books like brilliant like uh, boyhood Dream like I couldn't. Have, I couldn't have picked a better club to sign my first contract with. And in my head, then it was, "I'll spend my career here. I don't care." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And then they did the exact same thing.
0: Jesus.
1: They just stopped answering calls. They sent play. They sent coaches out to watch me in tournaments, and
0: just never. Heard never, from never, them never again. heard from them again.
1: And I can't even say I had a bad tournament when they came out to watch because at the time I was, I was. A standout in my age group.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so again, it was back to the drawing board. Um, I, I had
0: did at that point. Then did you not feel like just going like, that oh, fuck this?
1: nah that's all, all I know. Football's all I know. You're like only the, young as well. Yeah, at the I'm time. I'm 14, and it literally is all I know. All yeah, I care. Like I played like. basketball, played volleyball, played. I played every sport in school. Yeah, but. Football was it? was was just me, and yeah. like I used to get threatened by my parents. If you don't do your homework and that, you're not going to training. or right. you are not going to games? I said, well, if I don't go to games, I'm not doing my homework. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was. If you don't want me to do, I'm not doing that. And I actually had a couple times when I was younger, where they actually made me call my coach and tell him I couldn't come in because of what I hadn't done my work in school and all.
0: So they knew that that was like yeah. the way to get to yeah.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> But then it, I, I got given a chance to, <coughs> pardon me, I got given a chance to, to go on a tour with a, like a select under-18 team. Yeah. And I was only, what, phew, I was only just turned 15 when they asked me to go, so I had to then go out and have a couple months training with them. Yeah. And we flew over, I think it was the, I'd like to say February or something like that, we flew over, we stayed in Bolton. Because um, one of the the coach of it, uh, a guy named Duncan Wild, yeah, it was called Premier Academy, and Duncan Wild, he used to play, came through Man United's youth system and all, right. but he's been in Canada for thirty odd years, forty years. Um, he brought a select group of players from the Toronto area yeah. and all provincial players. So over there we have it's like our counties, yeah. yeah. So they're all county players and uh, national team players and whatnot, and it brought us over. And I'm 15, playing with under-18s, and we played against Newcastle, England Schools... uh, Oh, Sorry, not Newcastle, Everton, England Schoolboys, and Tranmere. Yeah. And Newcastle Scout was there. Everton Scout, Newcastle Scout. Both said, very good player. Too small. I was tiny.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Very slight. Um, Then we played Tranmere, and... I remember it because I ended up being in the same team as these guys. They played and they sent an under-16 team to play against us. Yeah. And one of the lads who played Neil Ashton played with him. Came through the youth system with him at Tranmere after I signed. kicked lumps out of me, and we had a right battle. Yeah. And was, I think I scored and then I got taken off for I was close to fighting with this Neil Ashton. He was
0: getting that.
1: Yeah, it was one of those games, and so takes me off brings me back on the second half do well and we, we did very well when we were over here and uh, the coach starts talking to their their coach at the end of the game he's like oh I really like that kid he's like oh yeah he's a good young player I'm like what do you mean young because he thought we were all under 18 right, Yeah. Because he now yeah. he's he's just 15 he goes oh wish we could bring him over we struggled with work permits and he goes now he's got his passport yeah. straight away Takes oh, wow. down my name, takes down my phone number from my mum and dad, and it was uh So did your mum and dad travelled as well. No, well, so they could call. All oh, right, okay. So it was, yeah, uh, yeah. they'd videoed the game, so they brought it back to Tramair and showed the youth team coach, and because like, I was under sixteen, so showed the youth team coach and the the John Aldridge at the time. And yeah. The phone call within the next couple of days to my mum and dad when I when I got home, and they just said we'd like him to come over on trial so brought me over went to a tournament went all the way to went down to France driving down there on minibuses yeah with yeah, tram yeah with tram yeah, drove down to France under 18 tournament played against PSG played against uh, a team AS Tompleuve I think it was which was where the tournament was yeah and then we beat PSG in the fi- or semi-final and then we played Port Vale in the final all the way to France to play Port Ball in the <laughs> final and I scored the winner and they're like yep yeah, we, we want them we won them so they set, brought me back they agreed a contract and all that uh, one year schoolboy because obviously I wasn't 16 yeah. one year schoolboy two year YT one year pro and I was like buzzing like go home finish off the season with my team in Canada yeah um then they called me back for pre-season for a tournament played the tournament there with the under-16s in Dublin did quite well, I think we made the semi-finals which wasn't bad for us realistically Um, and then that was it, that was me I was back home, pack up my stuff and I was back over here Friday, September 13th 1999
0: So you remember it then? Like it was yesterday,
1: yeah. I guess. Just gone 20 years, so. What the hell? So uh, that was it. The start. Mental.
0: That's so, some childhood never mind yeah. Some introduction to football. Oh, exactly. Like it was, yeah. it was literally
1: a six day, six seven days a week. I was playing at home when I was in Canada, because because I played up. Yeah. Uh, so my team would train twice a week, play one game a week, and yeah, yeah, on a Saturday Sunday. I was with the provincial team. Right. So I was with all the best players from around.
2: Yeah.
1: And then in the evening on one of the weekend days, I was with the training centre, which was with the older, with the men and yeah. all that. So I was literally... Just non-stop. Yeah. And, and, but I I didn't know anything different. Yeah. And having to fit that in with school and basketball in school and your volleyball in school, it, yeah. it was just a non-stop. And unfortunately nowadays, it's the sort of thing you don't see. No. Nah
0: no you definitely don't see it anymore
1: so you were at
0: Tranmere for how long
1: I left in 05 left a transfer years. window 05
0: and that was when you went to
1: Leicester. Leicester yeah so I had a great great six seasons with Tranmere learnt learned my trade and, yeah um, obviously still had a lot to learn after I left um, yeah because I was still very young but I had some good players to learn off of when I was there and uh, got taught a few lessons yeah, yeah, yeah of how to be how to grow up realistically yeah um and just how to to mould myself into a footballer and if it wasn't I'll be honest if it wasn't for Tramman I wouldn't be
0: where you are tied.
1: anywhere near where I am today
0: so it was definitely a good ground, grounding
1: then no, oh, yeah like you you see the amount of players it doesn't happen as much nowadays um the amount of players who come through lower
2: league—it
1: wasn't even Ill. an academy. It was a youth alliance. Yeah. We were in a youth alliance league, so we played Berry, we played Preston. Like I had some great battles with Andy Lonergan. Yeah. Wow. Me and Loners came through at the same time, and he's horrible yeah. to play against. Like he's—he was so good when he was a kid. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not now. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he was a kid, he was incredible. Like in the England squads and all. You couldn't tell. Yeah. He's, but he was a big guy. He's, yeah. And he was hard hard to score on. Yes, yeah, like the like we played some horrible horrible teams, like Blackpools, Preston, Berry, Rochdale's. Proper. Like we, I think we played Rochdale out of prison. Jesus. Like literally out of prison in the grounds of a prison we played against. Them. And that was in
0: the youth.
1: And that was in the youth alliance, yeah, because we were an academy, so um, even still rocking up at a prison. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like like I came through with Ryan Taylor from the one who played for Newcastle. Yeah me and him came through together uh, and to be fair I think we had about seven or eight players from our youth team went on to play in the first team at Tramia so we, we had the right upbringing where yeah, yeah. our coach John McMahon uh, Warwick Rimmer who's the youth like sort of manager of the youth um, brought us up the right way and yeah. we really learned how to we trained the way the first team did we trained hard we trained every day the same way and it, yeah. was, it was just a great upbringing and it's just the right way yeah proper way so how,
0: how two questions how did you move to Leicester come about and how did you feel about it I suppose maybe the other way around how did you feel about it when you heard about it
1: well I'd had I'd had a couple like we'd spoke before I'd had yeah. a couple interest from from Preston yeah um, this was I think it was about six eight months before I moved to Leicester I'm pretty sure it was uh, yeah maybe a year before because I was in a, a good run at the time, to be honest, and Billy Davis and David Kelly was assistant mm-hmm. who I played with at Tramia. <coughs> They'd been in contact. Right. And again, when I moved to Leicester, like I was, when the phone call came about, I was actually in, I think it was, I don't think it was for, oh, it was, It was for. I think it was for our wedding. Right. We were getting married the next summer. And we were sitting down with the,
2: the what vicar the vicar oh, right, yeah, so we actually
1: in yeah. with the vicar about listen you'd have to come to church and you have to do this and yeah, yeah. so we were sorting it all out and it was literally deadline day or the night before right. and I'm getting phone calls from my agent and like listen Preston's back interested and they're talking to the club and they, I think they put in three or four offers and the right. club just kept saying no and raising the roof and it I was kind of set on Preston at the time.
0: Yeah. And local.
1: Yeah, local could stay here. Yeah. I'm sure there was people travelling in from Liverpool way, so I yeah, probably yeah. would have got in with them and it was it was something my missus was kind of interested in it. Okay, we'd we we were not chasing to leave. Yeah. Like yeah, I I was on a good contract at Tramie at the time quite and happy. playing every week and scoring goals. Yeah, and just enjoying it. Yeah. Um but I knew eventually that there could be something in front of me if I wanted to move on and Yeah. Then that night after all the stuff were pressing and the the chairman at the time at Trammy was just flat out refusing and raising the price and it was uh went in training the next day with Brian Little. He goes, listen, he go, if just train the way you are, if you have to go you have to go. And Yeah, it is what so it is. It was thing. literally halfway through training, I got a phone call. Yeah, one of the coaches or assistants or whatever comes over to me goes, "Listen, I think we've accepted a bid for you." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So, he goes, "Go get changed." Go get changed. Getting, call my agent. He goes, "Yeah, Leicester." Like, Whoa, what was that? Where's come that from? come from? Like, literally, where's that come from? He goes, "I'm on my way." He goes, "They've met all the terms that you're after for contract and that." And he goes, "Let's go down, see what they say." So go down there and tell my missus and she's like where did that come from yeah. like, so we're travelling down and literally I must have got about 20 minutes from Leicester if that 15 minutes from Leicester stopped at a service station just outside and my agent calls again it's like Tramier's accepted bid from Preston and I've literally got like four hours till the window closes yeah i'm like i'm here
0: calm i'm not i'm Never not turning around i'm not time. turning around
1: it by the time i'd turned around and got up to press and i probably would
0: have been cut yeah i
1: wouldn't have been able to get a medical done i wouldn't have. so it was a matter of going, speak to the the guys at leicester yeah and then i had a microwave medical like literally chucked me and took me out checked my, my limbs were all all together and bare minimum yeah head was still on the shoulders and yeah it was one of those it was uh buzzing like signed for a club who's just come down from the Premier League a yeah. year before and the manager at the time was a boyhood hero of mine Craig Levine captain of Hearts for a while yeah. absolute legend for Hearts and I was buzzing with it and it was uh, just a kind of surreal moment because I'd never thought about moving and all of a sudden I'm pulling into a car park full of Bentleys and Range Rovers and Premier League footballers
2: yeah,
1: and it was. Uh, they'd said they they'd just signed or sold David Connolly to Wigan. Yeah. And they needed a replacement. I'm um, like, whoa, okay, like that, not big shoes to fill, like a proven goal scorer. Yeah. No pressure. And then, like, no disrespect to my career, but I'm not exactly a 20 goal a season striker. Never have been. But I'll get you a 10. I'll get you a 12. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A few assists, I'll, I'll give you and... a few assists and. A hell of a lot of effort
0: yeah your bollocks Yeah,
1: and yeah just signed the dotted line and just buzzing Dion Dublin in the change room and Danny Teato and like Jason Wilcox and these players like yeah. Jason Wilcox Premier League winner Dion Dublin I'm pretty sure he got a medal when he played for yeah played for United and then FA Cup with Villa and like these are guys Big that names. I've watched for the last 20 years yeah 15 years and I'm like yeah definitely sign me up and I suppose it,
0: though going into an environment like that as a footballer you either sink or swim don't you
1: yeah I mean, it, was, it was a club that was they were cutting costs so they were trying to get rid of players on big money yeah and <clears throat> getting Connolly off the books and eventually down the line like so Dion left and they brought in a lot of guys like Levine brought in a lot of guys from up north from, yeah. from Hearts with him who ended up being mainstays in the club and it was uh for me it was it was just brilliant, it was fresh, it was Premier League facilities like Walker Stadium at the time, not yeah. the King Power. It's King Power now, but Walker Stadium at the time was just incredible. Like just walking out there and thousand fans and you're like, Wow. Like it was just something something to behold, to be Yeah, to.
0: going from trauma to that is quite a different
1: yeah, like don't get me wrong. At the time, Tramier were getting eleven, twelve thousand every yeah, week, yeah, yeah. and it was incredible. Like the atmosphere they generate at Preton Park, but to get that atmosphere doubled and trebled,
0: yeah, unbelievable.
1: Phenomenal at Walker Stadium when they when they got behind yeah. you, it was uh, it was brilliant. Yeah, did you be straight in? Um, no, um, I remember the first game I signed. I was on the bench. Mum and dad came over. Everyone brilliant. Was in. Sheffield Wednesday at home. Yeah. And came on sub with about fifteen minutes to go, twenty minutes to go. And my mum and dad were like, "What the hell's going on here?" The chant that they had for me was huge. Yeah. Like so, they just drawn out my name, and mum and dad were like, "What the hell's he done wrong? <laughs> like, why are they booing him?" And it just stuck. It was it was one of those things. Where, yeah. Like Tranmere, I had a, a different one when I was younger, and uh, obviously Preston, I had a different one, and Barnsley. And, but Leicester's one was just, you'd hear it all the time. Yeah. But, uh, like, I came on against Chef Wedd and hit the post within, like, five minutes of come yeah. on. So, gone around, somebody hit the post, and again, booze again. And my dad's like, what, did they expect him to score that? Like, what? <laughs> But uh, it was it was a rough start to the to my time there. Um, scored against Derby, mm-hmm. um, massive well I'm not say massive rivalry, big rivalry, midland rival. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Scored against them at Pride Park. Um, if I remember rightly, we beat them. Scored late on. Um, and then I was in and out of the team. Craig Levine was under a lot of pressure in yeah. one reason or another. I was one of the scapegoats. I, it's fine. It was I was a kid yeah, coming yeah. in and he had a lot of players he had to play and a lot of players who were his guys as well. Yeah. Um,
0: so how old were you at that time?
1: I was... I moved there in 05 so I was... coming up 22.
0: Right. It's still young man. Yeah.
1: Um, especially for championship level. Yeah. I'd never played champ before. Well, I'd I'd made my debut in championship so... Uh, with the whole Tramia thing, I, yeah. I made my debut at the end of my first season, so I was 16. So I'd come over at 15, and then made my debut at 16, played, uh, that was a Baptism of Fire, played Swindon Away, which was a weird one. I just came on, I didn't know what I was doing, I just ran around. Yeah. Then my next game was at Main Road, right? against Danny Teatro, who I ended up playing with. Um, and then at home against... Crystal Palace last yeah. game of the season against Ashley Cole he was on loan um, but yeah the whole Danny Teatro thing when I signed for Leicester I was going around and introduced myself and Danny Teatro was like I don't know he goes where, where have you come from said Tramia yeah. "So I've played against you he looks at me like when have I played against you <laughs> I said well you put me into Rose Ed I was playing right wing against you at Main Road he goes oh you're the little little whippet kid weren't you because I was a lot quicker when I was younger yeah. <laughs> he said yeah yeah I'm the one you took the ball and then me <laughs> and put me over the line he goes oh sorry about that a little bit. but it was yeah, with with Leicester it was just a, it was a in and out to yeah. start with um, scored a couple goals and then I was out and then scored a couple goals and and then Levine we were down near the bottom of the table and Levine got sacked yeah um his assistant manager, his assistant manager at the time, Rob Kelly took over. Rob was at uh, Peeny for yeah. a while. Um, he took over and signed Matty Fry. Yeah. Oh, sorry, they'd signed Matty Fry just before Craig Levine got sacked. Um, and then me and Matty went on a tear. Kept me in the team. Me mm-hmm. and Matty played every week, and I think we, f- I think we finished the season with like. I think it was maybe like six, seven wins out of ten to finish the league. and Pretty good, going. Yeah, me and Matty, I think we both finished off with five, six goals between us. Yeah. Or well, five, six goals each in that little little run. So it was uh, saved the club from going down. Not us, but the team saved the yeah. club from going down and um, went from strength to strength the next season. Uh, played on, played almost every game. Uh, it was, I think, I... Finished with nine goals, 10 goals the first season and then second season I think it was 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm never one of those who's going to score a crap load of goals but I'm always there and thereabouts. So yeah. If Different I wasn't scoring, if I'm field. not scoring I'd like to think the guys around me are and Matty was scoring. Yeah. Um, we had midfielders who were scoring goals, we had defenders who were popping up. Like we had big Gareth McCauley was, I think he put, scored something like eight goals one year. Yeah. Like the big, big streak of piss he was um, he's just finished an unbelievable career he just hung up the boots and um, but that was it and we we fought and we ended up tailing off towards the second half of that second season there and Rob Kelly got the sack and Nigel Worthington yeah. came in um, for eight games took over for eight games or something like that And was that toward the end of the yeah, it was right, season yeah it was to keep us up and right. we we were on fire to be fair and we we did well as a team we just Hardest training I've ever done in my career. Under Nigel Wilmington, Oh, it was horrible. Great, great coach. He got the best out of everybody. Yeah, but it was just horrible. It was just two hours of graft. Like, yeah, you knew you. Yeah, you knew at the end of training. <clears throat>
0: um, you were
1: there for four years,
0: was it? Three seasons. Three seasons. There, yeah. So, how did you leave in Leicester? Come around that
1: you remember obviously. no well I'd <clears throat> I'd signed a new deal and <clears throat> at the time I was buzzing with it yeah I was playing every week I was settled in the air settled yeah. in the air I loved with the with the fans we had a great rep- uh, great rapport, rapport and yeah my my youngest my, well my oldest daughter now my only daughter at the time was just starting nursery yeah missus was working we were we were happy we were content and getting close to the end of the season and we're we're fighting relegation and it was a tough time and we go to Stoke last game of the season well sorry revert back to the January uh, what I told you before sat down with Ian always sat down with all the players deadline day end of January Ollie goes listen boys so is this championship this is championship yeah yeah." Ollie sits us all down and just says listen guys if you want to go go I want everyone in this room to stay. Yeah. If you have offers, leave. If you don't, or whatever, if you wanna stay, let's just let me know. I won't hold I won't hold grudges. Yeah. If you wanna go and you think it's right for you to go, if you're not playing, we're fighting relegation, blah blah blah. Just come and see me. He goes, Shake hands, wish you all the best. Whatever. Everyone in the room stayed. Everyone in the room said, No, we're staying, we're fighting. So we were we were just going off on it like it was. The lads started tr- like training, just kept the intensity was going mad, and it was a a tough second half of the season. And we'd win games, and then we'd go and lose a crap game that we should have won. Yeah. Then we would go and beat like a Wolves or whatever. And yeah. It was, Topsy-turvy results. Yeah. Like it like. was it was just your standard up and down second half of the season. And but after that meeting with Ollie, I've gone home, and there'd been interest shown, and. Preston were
0: sniffing around sniffing again.
1: around and, other, and I just said to Ollie no listen I'm I'm not in a hurry to move anywhere I'm enjoying it blah 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 get home tell my missus listen we're here end of season let's re- revisit it yeah as soon as I finish the conversation phone goes secretary of the club you know what's happening don't you I'm like, nah I haven't a clue what do you mean he goes just had a meeting with Ollie and Everyone's is goes Oh uh, Chairman Milan Mandrich At the time Chairman's accepted A bid for you I said has he said hold on I said I'll call you back Hang up Call Ollie Ollie what the hell's going on I said, what do you mean He said Chairman's accepted A bid for me He's like Call you back Hangs <laughs> up Five minutes later Calls me back Goes Jimmy If you want to go You go he goes, I'm fed up. He goes, undermines me. Told him just before that everyone wants to stay, everyone's in for the fight, blah, blah, blah. And he's accepted 400 grand for you. I'm like, okay. I said, well, Ollie, I'm not going anywhere. Like I, I told you. Yeah. So we we sat down, we spoke. I said, I'm not going anywhere. Fucking love you. <laughs> I said, See you tomorrow. I'm like, all right, we'll go back in and he pulls me aside and whatever and he talks to me about it and he's like, how How's he accepted 400 grand for you? Like, how? He goes, we're trying to fight, if he's going to sell you for a million, fine. He goes, but 400 grand? Yeah. So, like, it doesn't matter, we just kept going, finished the season off and we get to, we get to stoke away and, (sighs) the most heartbreaking game ever. We were all over them. Live on sky. All over them. Big Nashy. I got him another year on his contract. With Swiss Stoke.
2: As in Carl and Ash. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. He he hadn't played much that year. Yeah. <clears throat> Plays the game. And I shot maybe five minutes ago. Struck one, going cross goal. He starts to go. Deflects off a defender in front of him. Starts going the other way. And he comes back and he fingertips it and in front of our fans everything if that goes in we stay up Coventry go down which is massive for Leicester fans yeah Because yeah. Coventry M69 Derby Coventry go down instead this save bloody we go down Stoke go up so they're celebrating promotion to the Premier League we're in tears yeah and <clears throat> it was just one of those it was it was just heartbreaking and it was the first relegation I'd been involved in as a senior player like I was on the outskirts of Trammy when they got relegated from the championship yeah, yeah. Um. well you, that was
0: the season you joined wasn't
1: it, yeah, it was this. well the season after
0: right
1: so <clears throat> um, I was 17 when Trammy went down so I was kind of a bit part sort of yeah, 10 yeah. game 9 Still. games something like that so it was hard to take then but I was a kid so it was like I've got reserve team football, yeah,
0: stuff to fall back on, <laughs> yeah, worse. and you still got your career in front of you. Well, as well exactly.
1: You? But at Leicester, it was a hard one because it was a proper group of lads. It was yeah. a good group, good battlers, good sort of chemistry, and so it was, it was going to be a tough summer. Um, and I went in, spoke to them at the end of the season, literally just signed a new mortgage. Just to try and pump money into it. And as I'm going away on holiday, so I'll go and pick up my stuff and go around the club to say, see us, pre yeah. season. Pre-season. And the secretary pulls me in, or the chief exec pulls me into his office. And he's like, So you, you know what's going on with your contract, right? I said, No. like, Oh, well, you know your wage is cut in half no the, the copy I have and still have to this day doesn't say anything about a wage cut yeah so I've literally just signed in a whack of money into a co- into mortgage and, and they're either. like oh well the copy we have says that it cuts I said well not the one that you've given me or my agent because I was literally looking at it a couple of weeks earlier and that's why I signed into the mortgage yeah <laughs> and uh, they're like no well it does I said well that's not going to happen. And the worst thing is, I know won't name names, but I know they offered one of the other players who was on a similar contract to me. They offered him to stay on his contract at the amount he was on.
0: But we're cutting yours.
1: But when I said that to them, I didn't say his name. I said I understand other guys have been in. I said, like this is a couple of days later called them said I understand a couple of guys have been in and you've said that they'll stay on their contract
2: Yeah.
1: if they're willing to stay oh well we haven't said that bloody no you have like,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know they, my teammates aren't going to lie well they've told me <laughs> Yeah. I'm like so if you do that I'll stay I want to stay because I still had, I signed another three year deal so yeah. I still have two years left on my contract and they're like oh well we can't do that I said well I can't stay I said and and it is literally down to money Mm. because there's no guarantee we'll come straight back up and I've literally just pumped this money into my mortgage yeah yeah. so that was literally the only reason and they're like oh not a problem we'll we'll shop you around and like okay well I thought they'd uh, push the boat out a little bit but no like two two player of the years and three seasons not like you were just uh, someone that yeah that was the disappointing thing it was I kinda as much as the whole Barnsley thing and I was proud of moving there and trying to prove myself, the biggest mistake I made in my career was leaving Leicester. Yeah. Not the finance side of things, just the the whole feel around the club. Yeah. And I, I miss it. Like I'm even to this day. Like not it's easy for people to look at this and say, Oh yeah, well they won the Premier League you're looking at, they won championship, they won this, they won that it's not because of that it was the feel I had around the place yeah. and that's the biggest regret I've had in my career is leaving them um, but again it had it literally had to be done like a young young family yeah, yeah, you gotta put buying a house I couldn't Pirates, I, isn't could, it? I couldn't have <clears throat> survived because I was I was literally thrown in 50, 60% of my wages in the world yeah. so I just couldn't do it um, so and that was it like Barnsley, it comes about, in the funniest way how it comes about, I'm walking around Disney World in Florida, right. with my, so, <coughs> pardon me, me my wife and my, my daughter had come over to Canada, to see my parents and that, and then we flew from Canada to, to Disney World, so we're walking around Disney World with 35, 40 degree heat and sweat dripping down and yeah. my agent on the phone every hour. Jesus. I think Barnsley started out offering 150 grand and got laughed out and ended up getting up to a mil. So, uh, and I think it finished at 1.2 with VAT and all that. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Because funny enough, on transfer fees, they still pay VAT. Yeah. Um, It went up to 1.2 over a couple of days worth of negotiating and they're like, agents like, what will it take you to go there? So I'm like, "Well, I want this, this, this." Three years. It was kind of a. At the time, it was kind of a. Not sure if I want to leave. If I don't, if they don't accept that amount, I'm happy to stay. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll make it work at Leicester. Um. So it was kind of a. Pushing the boat out to see if they'll. they'll match p- it. They'll match it, and yeah. they did right away. But yeah. So it was like a
0: looks like we're moving
1: to turned turn to my wife and said you know anywhere in Yorkshire <laughs> I said if you look at the map I said the Wirral's here and Yorkshire's here we could move somewhere in the middle so we ended up moving up and living um, just outside of Manchester by in Oldham yeah Or just outside of Oldham yep. bottom, bottom of Saddleworth Moors just one of those things we turned it around and went house hunting when we got back from Canada and driving around, looking at houses online and printing them out and driving yeah, around places.
0: And, trying to find
1: it. Yeah, and so I lived in a, <coughs> lived in, for the pre-season, I lived in a hotel. Yeah. I just moved back with her mum and dad. Yeah. On the Wirral, and I was living in a hotel, travelling across every couple of days,
0: because we were doing
1: two or three days. Yeah. So it was one of those, and that was the start, and kind of, so we Barnsley Championship, then. No? Yeah, yeah, Barnsley were champ, um, <laughs> and that was it. That the started great, and then a couple months in, changed my career.
0: Yeah, I mean, we would not have to talk about that if you don't? Want no, to I, d- I
1: don't know. mind. Are you hey, sure? It's, yeah. yeah. To it's page in my book.
0: Um, have you got a book?
1: Yeah, <laughs> should have. Oh, got really? some some tales to tell, mate. I could have a whole. One of the volumes could be just about time at Preston. <laughs> yeah,
0: imagine. Uh, um, what's your sort of memories of the game before all that? Was there anything like stand out from the night or did mm-hmm. you have a feeling about anything? No, as you know I mean?
1: a footballer, it's
0: just another game.
1: And when you're playing up against especially rivals and big names... It's it's you expect a battle, like I, yeah, you've watched me play, and yeah, if I'm not having a battle, I'm not happy, yeah, like I when it's when it's games that are center outs who want a fight, I think I get the most out of myself, yeah, like it's one of the the pitch good pitchers that was going around a while ago was me with Neil Collins, when we were in league one, yeah, I think it was when we were in league one or had we just gone was Sheffield United in League One with us? I think they were yeah yeah they were Harry Maguire and Neil Neil Collins played against us at Deepdale Yeah. and we steamrolled them got both of them booked and then me and Neil face to face and I'm buzzing like I know I'm buzzing because I remember the game I remember playing well I scored one Harry Maguire ball comes in touch with my foot turn bottom corner I remember it But I remember, more than the goal, I remember fighting with Neil and (laughs) Harry Maguire. Had
0: Neil just left us, or...?
1: No, he'd left before I joined. Right. So he... You know what? He'd left just before I joined, I think a year before. I think he went to Wolves. Right. Possibly.
0: I Um, remember him at U anyway. Yeah,
1: but see, they're the types of games I enjoy. Yeah. Like Harry Maguire... Was just ahead of the ball. He was. He was literally back then. He was just a head kicker kick it, and he's developed so much and he, he's been brilliant. But yeah. those are the games I enjoy, and that's what I, all I was expecting running up to this game. Like my career at Barnsley ball. started out so well. Like first game, QPR away, goal. Okay, first home game, sent off. I had a bit of altercation with Michael Massoud. He was a bit of a. Yeah, cocky sod and I lifted him took a second yellow it was one of those Coventry fans in my year yeah. having just come from Leicester and hit the short corner laid it back and he left him a bit short so I've gone in <laughs> took it it was one of those unfortunate events but then scored against Doncaster scored against Derby Yeah, big, big goals big games um, enjoyed it and then leading up to this one Sky TV and oh sorry that one wasn't on Sky but should have been. If it was, then things would have turned out a bit different. But mm. um, Andy Durso, referee, and from the first whistle, Ugo Ehiogun, and Morgan were just smashing us everywhere. And it was... <clears throat> getting They were getting led let away with murder, yeah. to be honest. And I'd, I'd already called Durso across and said, listen, keep an eye on them. Like, every time we're going in, they're coming through and Listen, all the beef I've had with <clears throat> Chef United fans and with people about this incident and all that, he's never expected to do to the extent he did. Yeah, yeah. He's meant to hurt me. I, I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. He's meant to do something. He's not meant to do to the extent that he did. Yeah, yeah, But
2: they it all, happens. Maybe Nobody goes into... You look at people breaking around, their yeah.
1: legs and all that. People don't go into challenges. No. Very, very few like in my time as a footballer, I've seen somebody go in to hurt somebody. Yeah. Nobody, they go in to leave something in there. They don't go in to hurt them. Yeah. Especially to the extent they do when it becomes what it, what it is. So if, if, if I don't fracture my skull, nobody bats an eyelid.
2: Yeah.
1: It's, oh, he he elbowed him. Yeah. Yellow card. Yeah. But it blows up. And (laughs) yeah, it's, it's one of those. It, he should have been sent off. Yeah. I've watched it a million times. He should have been sent off, not yellow carded. How do you yellow card somebody for a yellow, for an elbow? A, a proper elbow, how do you yellow card somebody? You see people going off for headers and bringing their arm up and they get red card. Mm. So that's my, and then afterwards not going back, the FA not going back because of retrospective action. They can't do it on a yellow card, blah, blah, blah. The same day, the day got yellow carded <clears> for throwing a pound coin back at a fan, same day. Got thrown at him, picked it up, threw it back in the crowd. Got a yellow card by the ref. Got a three-game ban after the game. So in the yeah. same day, they contradicted their rule. Yeah. <clears throat> but it is what it is. It, it happened. It realistically changed my career.
2: Mm.
1: But it's it's another chapter. It's another part of me. So although I'd. You can't you know how when people say oh I wouldn't change it if I could I fucking, of course you fucking right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How long were you out for with it? Um I was I was back jogging with the physio not long after Christmas.
0: And that happened in November. November tenth.
1: Right. November eighth it happened. Surgery on the tenth. Yeah,
0: it's a pretty quick turnaround
1: then. Yeah, it was the the only main problem was the pressure right like once the swelling went because I was kind of bloated yeah, yeah it was uh once the pressure went down it was fine and I just had to keep my my blood pressure down and right. um, <coughs> keep it iced and all that laughing. yeah uh, but that was it started jogging the physio come across to me once twice a week three times a week to go for a jog because we're at the little village I lived in we had a canal yeah, yeah. Go for a little jog around the canal, and yeah, and do a couple of weights because I had a gym in my house, and <clears throat> I was back over at the club. February, um, started running with the physio, and then it got to a point where I couldn't do any more apart from training. So I spoke to Simon Davy at the times so of this, so just let's get involved. Yeah. Just I'll be a floater. I'll be whatever. So they were doing a 5v2 on the outside and doing all this and yeah. he goes just be careful will you so lost the ball go in the middle the guy flicks it over me jump up and hit it no blows the whistle what, like, what are you
2: doing what the f you doing
1: just, that, that, see that was the thing with me that was was refreshing was the first thing I thought was had the ball instinct yeah. I'd, I'd, don't be worried and that was the I think the best thing that happened in all the recovery.
0: Yeah. That moment. Yeah.
1: But but then after that it was everything was red tape. Like I was probably fit for the last month of the season. Um and the insurance companies wouldn't let me play. So yeah. I ended up missing half a preseason as well the next year. Jesus. Um But it's like see these are the things with injuries, like with mine. I don't I don't compare mine to anybody else's like the whole Peter Check thing yeah like he sent an email to the club saying oh if he wants to speak about it whatever just get in touch and yeah I have support, you know, I'll have my support and everything and then I, I didn't take him up on that and I, not anything personal it was just I wanted to go things about it my own, own way, way. Yeah. spend time at home with my family recover properly yeah like Ryan uh, is it Ryan Mason did his yeah and he's subsequently had to retire I don't know the extent of his compared to yeah. mine I would never compare something so serious but I think he kind of had a choice
0: yeah and decided
1: he d- made a damn sight more money than I have come through at Tottenham yeah he's been offered a job there I believe so he's got that backing to do things that way Go down the coaching side of things yeah. and have a job to walk into and financially able to sit back and I didn't have that. I, yeah. I'm a footballer. I'm if I'm I don't know what I'd have done if I had to retire. I'd have been lost, and <clears throat>
0: like, like you said earlier on, that's that's all you knew, isn't it?
1: Well, I, I got told there's there's a likelihood that you maybe shouldn't play. You should stop, and if you do, you should wear protective headgear, I said, Fuck, no chance, So if I've got to put on a head, a head guard, so I may as well stop, Yeah. So because I'm not a hockey player, I'm not a, a rugby, player. rugby player, I'm not an American football player, I'm a yeah. American footballer, I said, if I if I can't do it properly, then I'm not going to do it, and it was just a no-brainer for me, it was um get myself back fit, get myself going, and see where it took took me and unfortunately for me the two strikers that were ahead of me at the time uh, Daniel Bogdanovich John Mackin, and they were playing well and I couldn't get in the team so the next year I think I scored five, six, seven goals something like that but I was in and out of the team because they were playing so well Yeah. so it kind of stopped me from progressing and getting a bit better and everything and then the next year, Mark Robbins for me showed true colours. Asked me in the end of the season. I go, like everyone knows. Like I'm I do not deny it. Everyone knows I'm not the slimmest of footballers. Never have been, never will be. But um Really? Yeah. No, but I'm I'm in the condition I think I am at my best. Best.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't so this summer season finished after the second year at Barnsley Mark Robbins pulls me and goes listen I want you to just lose a little bit of weight during the summer come back if you can come back the same weight you're at now pre-season we'll be flying came back about 3 kilos lighter 4 kilos lighter and the lightest I'd been since I was about 16 17 and trained really well pre-season really well games goals first 3 games First sub, team was struggling. Signed a couple players in the offseason, first three games. First sub on, come on, do alright. Fourth game comes, we'd been training, I was on fire. Played a reserve team game, started it like on the Monday or something. We played on the Saturday, came on sub first. Monday played a game, fire. Absolutely killing it. And Physio, it's funny because I see him on Sky Sports all the time, he's a Physio. Uh, Norwich now Chris Burton and he goes you'll be starting tomorrow 100% he goes he's got to so I'm always one of the first ones in the match so I'll come in a lot earlier than a lot of people so I come in because I normally have to drive a distance I make sure I'm early Yeah. so I come in and he's like come and get a rub because nobody's in just come and get a rub and I'm like yeah but he's not named the team he goes mate you'll be playing so I'm like okay suit off put my training kit on yeah, before yeah. the game go in get a rub because obviously I'm driving get my back and my hamstrings loosen up And Robbins doesn't even come in to name the team sends in his assistant As John Brecken. great guy and I felt bad for him because I lost it with him name the team I go walking up look at it and I'm not even on the bench and I flipped my... F- pulled the thing off the wall. And I turned to him, Breck. Said, you taking the piss, aren't you? I was, what do you mean? I held it out. So I'm not even on the fucking bench. He's like... Oh, um... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I said, it's the gaffer in his room. He goes, yeah. I said, tell him I'll we'll be there in a minute. I've gone, took my... Put my suit on. Not even, like scruffiest thing in the world like (laughs) collars up everywhere ties not back on buttons are undone go walking one two didn't even knock the third time he opens the door I just walked in and I'm not I'm fiery as a person but I'm not disrespectful yeah and this is the first time I've ever got into any sort of or any type of argument and I've just said what's going on yeah. I was, what do you mean? I said, You know exactly what I bloody mean. I said, How am I not even on the bench? Let alone playing And he's giving me the whole Oh well I've signed these guys in the summer I have to I said, I don't give a shite who you have signed in the summer. I said i there's no reason why I shouldn't be in the team, let alone on the bench. <clears throat> and he's like, Yeah, but I've gotta I've gotta justify what... I said, I don't care. I said, It's got nothing to do with me really hasn't i said and this is, i, I kind of lost it a little bit with him said this is said you've got these two guys in and i ended up proving the down the line i was probably on twice as much as them financially yeah, yeah and statistically and everything i'm like these guys shouldn't be anywhere near there yeah and I'm not. I don't like thinking like that about my teammates. But they, they never ever went on to make a name for themselves. The club never yeah, played. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt bad saying it that way. But I was so livid. And I just said to him, I said, "I've got to go." He's like, "What do you mean? You're going to go home?" I said, "No, I've got to go." I said, "I can't be here." I said, "I can't." I've never ever once. In, leave. That's the only time I've ever gone in it. And I just said, <clears throat> "Gaffer, I've got to go." I said, "I've just got to go out and play." So literally went into my car didn't even hang around for the game it's the first time I've ever left a game
0: yeah
1: normally I'll sit there go up in the players lounge just got in my car called my agent said listen get me out So I've told him said I'm not even I'm done just get me out he called me the next day said I had Darren Ferguson on the phone so went into training did my bits called me again after training said yeah they want you so it 93 day long yeah.